Good morning and welcome to a very special edition of Mornings. It's well, it's in the afternoon. It's a morning in the afternoon. It's a special edition where we have our first guest, guys. We have our first guest and it's, of course, someone who's infamous, I would say. Um, and I'm sure he is glad to be back with the rest of the world after being in a dungeon. And uh, Christopher Hunt, welcome to the show. Sort of in a custody suite there, your background yeah. and your, your, uh, your set. I, where I am there is, is actually nicer, much nicer than custody suites. I think people did not realize that passes over the mind that Borderley is a newer prison and because of that the quality uh, you know there's beds there there's a TV and so on um, you know it's up to a certain standard but definitely the name custody suites needs to be changed I was thinking custody um, detention center or maybe custody kennel um, I, I feel sorry for the police and I feel sorry for the people that are there because to be honest with you it's a bit dehumanizing I, I do hate the fact that I can no longer make fun of IPA um, for going on sleep at custody suites. I can't make fun of Miguel for going on sleep at custody suites because now I'm in that same speed. Um, but it's, it is a deplorable place. It is, I mean, it's not fit for what I can see, at least right now, human habitation. There are no beds. You're getting a, 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 what is the equivalent to a yoga mat. Um, and um, I mean, don't get me wrong, the police try to make you as comfortable as possible, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. And I know people will say, well, you know, you're technically a prisoner, but no, you're actually in a holding cell. You, you're not, you're not, they haven't determined your guilt or your innocence, um, but really and truly, it's, I don't know how you expect people to be in facilities like that. And I'm not blaming any government for that. It's maybe su successive administrations, but I don't know how you can put people in those um, squalid conditions and then not dehumanize them and then expect them to come out and be any kind of pr productive citizen of society. So um, I knew I was supposed to, the, the, what was supposed to happen or what some people wanted to happen to me was for me to stay there for three days because I could have been processed the same day that I was brought there. I did note also that whereas the police seemed to turn around instead of going up through canneries to bring me up to custody suites, they passed six to seven um, police stations, maybe even as many as nine, and made sure to bring me to custody suites. Um, and yep, I, I spend the night. And here you are in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there, how did you, how do you feel though coming out of that? Was it really, did it change your life in any way? Was there any epiphany coming out of that and having to spend your time in that place? Well, you know, I, I try, I mean, you have to try your best not to take yourself too seriously. So for me, the first thing I thought was, I mean, I always try, I always have the Lucian's mindset in my mind, so the comedy of it, if it wasn't for you, wouldn't it be funny? So, for example, before I had to surrender my phone, and for those who thought 
that I sent um, pictures from the jail know I was in a holding area and they gave me 10 minutes just so that I could contact my family and that's by law and what I'm allowed to do and I sent a picture because I have my mother who's 75 on the on the date was her birthday my father 80 years old who even though he was a is a justice of the peace also was not allowed to come to see me at custody suites so it wasn't preference he seemed to not be allowed to do what he should have been allowed to do and of course i was deeply concerned about my daughter um christiane um and also the child that i'm a guardian for najima and um for them i was worried apart from that um the things, the thing. First of all, I, I thought slogan: "Fat lives matter." So I was. That was definitely, you know. I, I said that, and then I said, "Well, maybe no." Shabin lives matter, and I said, "Boy, people say I papi showing all of the things." I say, "Well," and then I said, "Boy, I know between Ben and Dantes and yourself and all who was in the car." And you know, I remember when Dax was in jail and when he came out, I was like, "Boy, Dax, so head at her, fellas in bully man." So I say, "Boy." I say the first, that's the thing, boy. Everybody must be saying, boy, they must be making mud with my backside. I say, yeah. But I'll tell you, I am, you've never seen a happier man to go into a horrible-looking jail cell, and yet I was by myself. I was in all the custody suites, um, the, the inmates or whatever, the detainees, are all put in a separate cell. I was in cell number five. Somebody left some wonderful literature on the wall and said, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. I didn't know. I said, well, this must be something I'm to learn from. And what context? Another one written on the wall. Beyond all the names and some of the, what appeared to be, I cannot confirm, appeared to be feces on the wall and stuff. The smell of the place is it's sucky. You know? I mean, the sewage backed up. I understand Wasco has not given water to that area, um, to the police station um, for a month. So, I mean, there's, there's shit on top of shit on top of shit in the toilets. And you are sleeping on the floor. It's, I guess it's not meant to be comfortable, but it is a bit on the inhumane side. But just being in a cell by myself, um, you get a lot of time to think. And unlike those times when I think to myself of times when I've done wrong things, I've been guilty of something, and you're replaying this in your mind or that, or you're thinking, what could I have done differently? Because I know I didn't do anything wrong, I'm not trying to be, you know, some hero here, I'm just telling you, my mind was on other things. I wrote two songs because um, I tried to channel. So, Mysterio, I have to link you for one. Invader, I have to link you for another. So, we'll do that this weekend. So, I tried to bite my time. But there's. So, it wasn't all that bad then? No, it was bad. It's bad because you, what are you going to do? I mean, you're laughing at yourself and you're behind these prison walls doing. <laughs> I'm not Jack, y'all, although I never ripped anybody. So, I'm like, yeah. so I'm like, okay. And then you're like, this isn't exactly a free buju moment. Um, and then the other thing too was, I just could, I kept trying to figure out strategically, what does the government hoping to achieve? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are a number of UWP hacks, particularly those overseas on Facebook and stuff, that they will derive pleasure from anybody else's misfortune. But it's not a situation where I did something to myself. It is me, like I said, I, everybody saw the video, I'm picked up and I'm selected for this. I, like I said, I'm happy that it, I knew that the, the plan was to keep me there for three days without processing me because if they processed me within the hour, I could have gone. 
hour or two on the time, from the time they brought me there. So there were some people that wanted to make sure that I spent the night and spend three days there, and then they would have to go to a magistrate for an extension of that. And after that, I have been arrested. So the part that bothers me is that I now have to, I now have to face the, the, the perception or the feeling of being a criminal to explain to my daughter that I had to go and pay my bail, $500. I have to bring my travel documents. I'm a flight risk, you know? I can barely jump, but I'm a flight risk. And then I, I, I'm I mean, how does that feel, though? Because you have had your own antics. Everybody knows about your history. It's all out there for the world to see, the nakedness in town and everything. And you have never been arrested. So right now, though, having to go through that, how does that feel, living your life and having to go through that right now? You know, I, I, kept, I kept replaying certain things in my mind, like I said to myself, okay, so Dominic Fede gets to make arrangements to give somebody contracts and nothing for that, but I am in jail because I went around the island. Guy Joseph admitted that he signed a document that allowed him to have usurp the powers of the Prime Minister in giving a letter of guarantee for this perjure situation. He also admitted that he falsified state documents to the Taiwanese. Nothing for that. There are allegations of offering ministers bribes. Nothing for that. There's a minister that paid bail and is alleged to have been involved in kidnapping, named in it. Nothing for that. But I am going around the island following a good 80 to 100 vehicles and maybe there's another 30 behind. But then you, you come to peace with yourself because at the end of the day, let's be honest, I had to expect to an, to an extent that I was going to be targeted. So, I mean, what am I going to do? Do I shrink from the moment or just say, you know, I could have, I could have run, I could have said, well, me say, fellas, I want to get and go home or made an excuse. I didn't have to go, but I'll tell you. So why did you? Why did you decide to stay, knowing that you could have been a target? Well, if I have to be honest, and that's why, folks, I must say, I encourage you, do not fall for the bait. The police are not our enemy. There's at least one or two house slaves at the hierarchy of the police. I can think of the top two in order that are definite house slaves. And obviously there's a cabinet and they know who capital, captain colonialization and all of those things um, run things. But in terms of the actual police, they were great not only in how they treated me, how they were treating the other prisoners, their overall conduct. And believe me, I, could, I kept trying to think to myself, to imagine that you support what people are doing, but you have to stand against it as your job. But then think of the reverse, folks. We're saying that the police should be able to disobey if they know something is wrong. But what if something is right, but marketed wrong? For example, the labor code was a great piece of it, was a great initiative, but it was much maligned when it was brought out a couple months before elections. You must have that constant in terms of the police, and I always understood what they were doing and why they were doing it. It wasn't about their personal sentiments, and I spoke to many police officers who not only shared my sentiments, but folks, the police are hurting. And I'm not just talking about this situation. If Shastney and, uh, and Guy and, and Herman Gill and them think that the police are happy with how they're being treated, they are not. 
and there's a lot that's going on with the police and I think the part where they themselves cannot speak out or they cannot vent or they cannot they have no way of getting that out but don't you think that's a problem though with the current system that we have that you can disagree with something and still have to go on the directives of your superiors to a point but I mean if you have an army and the chain of command breaks down then there's nothing you must have something that preserves yes you can say it's preserving a negative right but sometimes a negative and a positive can be subjective sometimes like bill clinton said you may have to do take tough decisions which people may see as wrong but in the overall i understand the part about for example it's a state of emergency so nobody's allowed to do this that and the other but as i asked one of the senior officers tell me what is the difference between what we are doing and what Chastney did in Olio? And didn't he have police presence and assistance? And I was told that the senior officer said he had no knowledge of it. Now, if a central intelligence um, arm of the government... Not no knowledge, he said he couldn't confirm. Couldn't yes, confirm that, that, that so if he, couldn't, if he couldn't confirm, even though all the media houses covered it, even though um, I had it on my phone to show him that Chastney did something similar in Olio. Then the question is, what does that tell me? It's the same thing like the kidnapping thing. When the kidnapping thing came out, and it was alleged that it was involved a minister, all of a sudden it's hands off, and the media needs to know their job and back off. But when it's me, hey, no problem, nothing for that. And even, for example, I noted when you were filming me being um, picked up or whatever, that... You know, it was like, you know, do not record me. They can say that to you, but folks, you all need to know your rights. You are not, you do not have, they, they have no right to stop you from filming. When they do that, it might be intimidating, but you have to know your rights. And I think you did great in that circumstance. But I'm, I'm just saying that the police, for the most part, if I have to be honest with you all folks, I knew there was trouble coming from sources that I had from the day before, right? Internal sources I had from the day before. I knew, that, I knew that I would probably be a target, but I also know and knew that it was not my initiative. I said it. Other people have said it. I, I was not anybody to go and look for licenses. I was not organizing sound system or buses or any of that. All I was doing was when I was given information, just like you or, or any other people, when I was given information that was from relevant sources. For example, if they said, um, go... Anybody that's looking for buses or whatever, whatever, go here or go there. The fact of the matter is, if somebody gives me credible information and people are asking me, and I believe that's the information, I can pass up, that doesn't make me an organizer. That doesn't make me, it makes me a high profile, if you want to call it, person that was going to cover it. I know that because just like you, there was an abundance of footage to be had. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I myself, I have questions. For example, if... I was this nefarious leader. Forget that I was not in the front of it. I was not in the back of it. I was not in the middle of it. I was there. But I stood up right next to the senior police officials and filmed in ancillary, right on the bridge. The footage is there. I also filmed in cul-de-sac and also was filmed. So at what point did I cease becoming a participant and became this glorious mastermind. I don't know. So when you were there recording, the stories that are coming out, um, even in Barbados, they're saying, you know, a journalist was arrested. Uh, how do you feel about that? I know you don't consider yourself a journalist, but in that time, taking footage and for wanting, you know, better and more material for your show the next day, isn't that what you were doing? Well, 
Quran is that I mean that's obvious but I you know I don't think people look at people like my father or Compton or George Odlum and say that this one was a prime minister that they are their own brand I do music I I'm into politics I I tried to play basketball when I was young tennis I've, I've done a, a, a multiplicity of things. I do whatever I feel like doing. Um, and for me, I don't let anything define me. I do, there's one thing that Shastny said that I do think was true when he was on Rick Wayne's talk program and he said he doesn't consider Hunt to be a journalist. I didn't consider myself to be a journalist. But if I'm going out to take footage to put on TV, corroborate this, film that, ask questions of people, interview, that's what it amounts to. So maybe I should just upgrade myself from being not being a journalist to being a crappy journalist. But that's pretty much. <laughs> now, as we continue the show, we will be taking calls. But I just wanted us to just go back on Sunday and see exactly how it went. A lot of people, there was the slogan, Shafni must go. And we went to different parts of the island. We stopped in different parts of the island, being forced to stop, really, because there were roadblocks in Ansari. There was a roadblock there in, on the Millennium Highway and several other places as you made the round um, about the island. And the first clip now is just, just one instance of some people declaring what they thought. I checked in 12. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's too short day, that's why. So do you think it's fair they put that um, blocked thing there for no making sense to He has to go. He has to go. He has to go. So that was there at the Millennium Highway. Uh, the blocks were there, and at that block, I remember being in the vehicle with Christopher and our friends, and he was stopped because we needed paperwork. Remember that, Chris? Well, I... I my, my insurance um, through Western East General. Happy good afternoon to Leon and Harvey and everybody over there. Um, and I was trying my best to get the documents, but the officers told me that straight up if I couldn't produce all my documents, the vehicle would be impounded, which I guess is in compliance with the law. I did note that apparently I was the only one who was asked to produce his insurance documents. He said, because I didn't have the sticker. Now, there's a tricky thing in St. Lucia where you go to get your sticker or you go to get your license renewed. They don't have the thing to give you your, 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 your card, your, your ID card, your license, and they don't have the sticker at the time. And in the time that you have to go and come back two, three months later, if you get pulled over, I, I remember Hilford, the late, great Hilford D. Tilbury saying that you should laminate, laminate your stuff. And I didn't have it laminated, but the bottom line is I'm, I was just happy that at least I had that. But I, I, look, I'm not naive. I know they're coming for me. 
I just was trying to figure out tactically. I mean, like again, it comes back to you are going all over campaigning in a state of emergency. You're breaking social distancing rules that you said are really to protect us people. I have heard of officers, police officers and minibus drivers being charged, police officers uh, being charged for not wearing their masks and social distancing. And yet the prime minister and the Bofest man can go around taking photos of him and they can go and shake people's hands and everything in Anstare and in Olios sit down next to them. And the glaring double standard of it was there. Now, we were going for a drive around the island. And one thing, if anybody, and I'm telling you, if you are a UWP supporter who believes that it was only Labour Party people there, you are wrong. And I don't gain anything strategically from telling you that. They may have been more vocal at certain points. They may have been wearing red, but you were wrong. If you, Labour Party had its um, National Council meeting in Marigo, and the UWP had a National Council meeting in Grosley, and when I'm telling you all this is the most organic thing politically I have ever seen or ever been a part of, I've been in politics from birth, I've been in motorcades on both sides. I have been spat on, had my dirt thrown in my face, my windows stones thrown by both parties. And I'm telling you that this was St. Lucian people. They didn't care about Christopher Hunt particularly more or Richard Frederick or anybody in between more so than they themselves coming out and speaking out and simply carrying one message, Shastney must go. And it was, it was palpable. You could feel it on the ground. But when we stopped at the Millennium Highway, I remember them coming to ask you for documents. And I was looking at Chris like, really, you don't know it's coming? So you have to wait a whole three minutes, four minutes, looking for papers, and the police is now waiting. And we do have a clip of that. And when we went to Ansari as well, there was another block 
and it was there for quite some time, about 30 minutes, people were waiting and getting more and more agitated. And it seemed to me that they wanted to unblock the road now only when it seemed that the uh, rep for ancillary canneries, Mr. Dominic Fede, wanted to pass, and the people were not having it. And we have seen the footage, a lot of the videos have gone viral. So right now we're going to open the lines at 572-7588. I know many of you guys have questions for Chris or comments or to laugh at him, whatever it is. <laughs> um, it is welcome, mornings in the afternoon. So uh, the lines are open there as well. But Chris, as this has happened, what has, been, has, what has the response been like for you? Well, it's strange because I'm in a, I'm in a jail cell and I, I, I don't know what's going on outside. I'm sensory deprivation is jokes, so I don't know how this is playing out. And the truth is, I mean, what can you do? So I'm just trying to figure out politically why didn't, wouldn't the easier thing to have done was just to let it happen because you already set a bad precedent and then work it out from there. But, I mean, it's just one of those things. We seem to have a call. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, caller. Okay, I'm not... I'm not, not hearing. Um, maybe you can try to call back, caller. Um, so, with all of this, though, does it say, does it mean that there's a sort of wrong and strong motive here? What do you mean for me? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, well... Not for you, but look, I mean for the authorities, it seems. It would, honestly, if you look at Trump, you can see the same pattern in Tropical Trump, and it's Emma Data is the same thing. I believe that's why he went to St. Kitts as well, because authoritarianism is a lot of wrong and strong, and I think wrong and strong works as long as you don't ever admit guilt. Have you ever heard Trump apologize? Have you ever heard him admit that he's wrong? It's the same thing for Tropical Trump. Things that Kenny Anthony or Philip J. Pierre or anybody, Stevenson King, um, Spider would have to apologize for. This man doesn't apologize. Neither he nor Guy Joseph apologize for anything. We have another call. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. Good afternoon, sir. Trash, how are you? I'm good. Hi, oh, Miguel. formalities. It's no, sir. I called to laugh at Sorry. I called to laugh at Chris, man. Chris, you finally experienced yesterday, Chris, man. Boy, I honestly, eh, and you see, now I can't give you no jokes about about custody suites. And it's a pity right. nobody can get a picture of insider there, really, because uh, I... Don't worry. <laughs> but let me tell you, custody suites is, uh, like you said, it's not even a joke. Yeah, I don't even joke about it, but that ain't no joke. That place inside of that. You know, you understand. Um, but, I, you know, just, just calling to let me some support as someone who's been there, and I'm not talking about only being arrested but but on where the the dark side of the police force has been exposed it, it's funny seeing some of the players the senior players um amid all what is going on because i'll take this opportunity to call out ect shari because mm -hmm. when i was in there the last time when i was in there i was right there when he called 
he called and he was asking the officer a million details about my situation while he got the suite. And within 45 minutes, the star has the story exactly as the details were, were, were expressed to Mr. Shari. So I'm really? quite concerned about him being a player at, at, at a lot in the midst of all these things and being at the head of it. It leaves you to, to question whether there is actually influence on the police force. Well, I can tell you in the time that I spent with the police that all I can say is that the I do not lump in the, the general core of the police force anywhere near with Daisy or with Shallery. And I think everybody can see who they are for what they are and for what their motives and how they are, how they are acting. That's all I can say. Agree. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Enjoy the rest of the day and good seeing you back. And I'm watching. Yeah, man. yeah, thank you. But <laughs> when that happens, do you think there needs to be some sort of restructuring? And if it's supposed to happen, it has to happen from the head, from the head and then until. So if... It needs to embrace the, that same... I mean, America, it, it, it's not perfect. And obviously, Trump kind of beat it this time with impeachment. But we need some co-equal branches of government. We need people to be watchdogs of each other until we can get the kind of governance that we need because this is not acceptable. And even in terms of me, I'll laugh it off. It wasn't fun, I'll laugh it off. But the truth is I now have to go forward with this process because the number one thing that has to happen is that what happened to me cannot happen to anybody else ever again. No solution. It can't happen to a solution again. We have another call. Good afternoon, caller. Yeah, hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. And yourself? Yeah, yeah. I'm very good. I just want to tell my friend. I just want to tell my friend, well, when you go into a struggle, a struggle does not come without a fight. For you to be a leader, you have to go through all kinds of things for you to understand what Nelson Mandela went through what Saddam Hussein, all these people, what they've gone through to be who they are. And he will not be the luckiest man in the world to just become famous and don't go through the ropes. But what is happening, what happens there is a, a clear indication of the victimization, the mistrust, the deceit, the wickedness of some people in St. Lucia. And you must understand what is going on there is something that I take just like a man that you put on a, on, on, you put, you send a rope to a tree and you hang him innocently because you believe that he's one of those that spread the information of, of the truth. Because there is nothing that you, that they did to you there that you can say that was deserving. All what they did there was spitefulness, wickedness, and dirtiness. But I'm telling you, don't worry. What goes around comes around. I, you are I, first, I you have so. seen yours already. Let me wait for mine to see how it will come. Because I, every one of us will have a chance inside there to see if, and maybe yours, yours, your experience there is better than, will be better than mine. Because it will be more deteriorated when I go inside there. So just, just take a heart and don't never drop your shoulders. You come from there as a hero. Because if a man go to war and he dies like a criminal, he dies like a hero. You understand life, you know what life is, and you know in the in the system you are in, that is what is entailed. So my brother, just cheer up and just put your head up because you have done nothing wrong. 
all you have done was fight to educate people. Thank you, Carlo. Thank you very yeah. much. I will say, though, I, it, it does help you make up your mind. What was a hope for and what was uh, uh, something to, you know, to, to strive towards is now an absolute. These guys must go. I, and, and for them, I mean, it's not even a revenge thing. But since I've seen the inside of that jail, some of you all will take jail. Um, if it takes me the rest of my lifetime, if you all have committed the crimes that I think you all have, some of you all will take jail. You all are running to Canada. I can tell you that. Good afternoon, caller. Good afternoon, caller. Hi, good afternoon, Chester. Hi, how are you? And Chris. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. Chris, I'm so impressed to see you, man, the way you look. You look very refreshed and energized. <laughs> but let me tell you, Chris, you see what you went through there? What these guys have done is to popularize it. And they have already set the ground and space for you to move into representational politics. Right? I don't know if you've given this um, some serious consideration, but what these guys have done is they, they've really you're, you're the sacrificial lamb. You have been used for this, and I'm sure that these guys are going to pay for it. But what is your intention about moving into representational politics at this stage? Well, caller. Uh, what I can say is that, like I said, I've been trying to just understand the strategy behind what has been done. Uh, to me, it would appear to be counterintuitive, but then at the same time, I also realized that's these guys' forte. And all I can say is that, if, like I said, it just strengthens my personal resolve because it doesn't matter. I mean, I'll take my jokes, I'll do everything, but when you're sitting at your home in the middle of the night, or you're sitting in a jail cell and you're thinking, look at what is being... I have a fellow that is, that is not even born here, has me prisoner in my own country because I went around the island. Man, did you imagine that? Yeah, now, you see that there? That, it's funny, and then you stop and you say, okay, so most important thing, it will never happen to any St. Lucian again. Never. Make sure there's no if ands, or buts about it. You cannot look at 10,000 people between who line in the road, who's in buses, who's in cars, and pick that one person. Uh-uh. No, sir. Well, I couldn't be right. That's very much unjustified. I just cannot um, fathom this and, and rationalize it at all. Just way out. But they're going to pay for that. Just that they will pay for that. Man, hold your resolve and, and remain strong, chief. You have the whole of St. Lucia behind you. Thank you, Colonel. No matter what, these guys, these are numbers. They will be a thing of the past. Thank you. Thank you, Colonel. Now, with the, you just spoke and said some really powerful words, I think, when you said, although it's very strange that you're saying that it's not revenge, but to make such a declaration that you're going to use the rest of your life to make sure that, you know, some corrupt or criminal politician actually sees the inside of a prison. Where's that, where's, where did that come from? Did you just come up with that? It's overdue. It's overdue. Because if people that haven't committed crimes can go to jail or be arrested, then there's no excuse for us. And when you look at the countries that have low levels of corruption, like the Nordic countries and so on, it's because they have held politicians accountable. This government, to their credit, put in a law, they were trying to malign Kenny Anthony, spoke about maladministration, and has no statute of limitations. It's not revenge. Revenge is a foolish motive because it meant that it was not your, it was not your original idea or motive. 
Revenge is, is a stupid thing. However, I am motivated to make sure that the path of justice and equality for all is met so that there are people who have not been held to account. And they come and they tell you, Gasta Daman never, why you'll never put Daman in jail? Well, maybe there was not enough resolve. So I'll make sure that the resolve is there. And it's not because I went in there. It is because an innocent person went in there and y'all know that that person was targeted. And I know y'all know. And that's the beauty of, you see, one thing I'll tell you about doing what I'm doing right now, the information that I get, the voice notes that I get, the screenshots of WhatsApp conversations that I get from the highest levels of governance in St. Lucia. I don't think, I know. So I'm just saying, we will make sure that the people who do not know or have right and wrong as subjective or based on their political agenda, those people will be held to account. I guarantee you that. We have another call. Good afternoon, caller. Yes, good afternoon, Trisha, and good afternoon to Christopher. Good afternoon. Yes, my brother. I, on a personal note, as one that has followed your career, either in in the media, when you worked HTS, when you wrote, when you write for the Mirror and into tennis, I have followed it up. I would like to empathize with you, but it is no state secret that this thing has happened. You have been the target of this Alan Chastney Kool-Aid from ever since you started that program on choice and the manifestation came. But you will you will see through. And it has just asked me to beg the question. Are we going to to to, to sit and look around and allow a prime minister to vindicate and to to destroy careers and other persons, I shall say, his days are numbered. Well said, Colin. It is, it is what it is. But never in my entire history, living in this country, at 55, I have followed the political arena from 1982, and I have yet to see something like this before. I am saying to you, my brother, do not drop your shoulders. What goes around comes around. It will only be a matter of time. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. Now, there were a lot of people who were concerned about the state of emergency, and clearly we're seeing why and we're seeing that you know, there was some merit to that. What do you think now with the state of emergency continuing uh, in the four, four months and no, it seems no protests will be will be allowed to, but if there was this disallowance on Friday, but the Black Lives Matter went on and no one got arrested. I mean, how do you feel about that? St. Lucia is a funny place. We all know what's wrong, but we are drowning in pluralistic ignorance. I have no issue with what happened in the Black Lives Matter thing. All right, I have no issue with what happened on Sunday. And like I said, it was organic. I met many UWP supporters and I met many people who didn't give a damn about either party but just wanted to send out their message, many frustrated people. But 
It is not, the issue is not. One of the things, St. Lucia, that we have to change, and even the mindset, if we should not be asking for the right to protest to the police. Shane and Solutions on Choice last night made a very good point about if you are going to the person who you are wanting to protest against, to ask them for permission to protest against them. By right, it should be the police telling you why you cannot protest, not you applying for permission to protest. In other words, it should be your right, and they should be forcibly telling you, well, there's been an earthquake, a hurricane, or this, that, and the other. Protests are not supposed to be convenient to the state or to whoever you're protesting against. And if successive administrations haven't addressed this law and making sure that it is amended, then that's one of the major reforms we need to see. We have another call. Good afternoon, caller. Good afternoon, Trisha. Good afternoon, Christopher. Good afternoon. Today or this day in St. Lucia is a memorable day because what we have is simply Tropical Trump and his 40 thieves are now in a corner. Interesting thing is that what they thought was going to give them points they've realized that they have made a mistake. And the people of St. Lucia is with you guys, and we are about to disarm and take back our government from Tropical Trump and what it is. The reality is, because Tropical Trump is cornered, he's going to make mistakes. And he's going to do things that is not normal. I see the very same things that occurred in 79 may occur this time around again. I'm not saying that the violence will take place, but the, the, the way people are literally rallying and crying for tropical Trump must go. There is a wind of change. And St. Lucia and St. Lucians is not going to sit back idly and take the crap from a man who is not one of us. Yeah? Yeah. So kudos to you, my brother. You have people that are supporting you in every way, every way possible. Thank, Thank you. you. It's great to know. And just so that it's clear to everybody, the, one of the beautiful things about what happened on Sunday, not only was it organic... People cared about Richard, they cared about me, but they also cared enough to do their own thing. People came from all places, they paid their own way, they did everything. This was national, whether they wanted it to be national. If the buses didn't reach Viewfort, didn't matter, Viewfort still did what it did. Canaries, much love to you, did what it did. Ancillary stood up. And I will say there are some serious issues that have been raised. When you can see law enforcement officials directing some people to turn back and go to castries based on whether they had a particular color or whether they were perceived to be supporting a particular party as opposed to others who were let through when it came to ancillary. That is some very dangerous stuff if you think about it and the implications for discrimination. Very, very dangerous. But for me, too, I also feel that if you were trying to gain political points, I didn't see how that would make any sense. But even on an operational level of the police officers, if you do not want a mass crowd event, then why block the <laughs> why block traffic? Roads? 
block the road so everybody's now out of the vehicle and want to pass and now it's chaos. The chaos ensued because of the operation that, that, that was running there. It was insane. Also the police themselves felt you could see that they knew outside of the top cops, they knew that they were wasting their time because you cannot deny people the right. The reason you have a vehicle license and insurance is so that you can use your vehicle and travel. You, have not, you, have, you no longer have the borders, so people are free to go about the island. And then you're going to tell, there were people who were lining up there at Ancillary to try to go down to Sufre to deliver goods, to pick up medication. One guy was quarreling about it, and I take him at his word. And then you're going to stay there and cherry pick who you think is going on a protest or going on a motorcade and who is not. I don't get that. That's why I say, and I agree with Kaufman Didier, I agree with Richard Frederick and all others that have said it. This is not about UWP versus Labour. This is about right versus wrong. Too many wrong things have been allowed to pass. Right. Agreed. We have another call. Good afternoon, caller. And we seem to have lost that call. <laughs> but um, there's, there, people are looking at what's happening to you and thinking this is, you know, not just unjust, it's an attack on democracy. Do you think that? I mean, you feel all, you know, you're trying to be self-aggrandizing and, and all the rest of that. But it is because it's not about me. Even if they try to make it about me, I watched some of the comments on Facebook as I got out of jail. Now I have to say that. Um, I watched some of the <laughs> comments and people were saying, you know, oh, he broke the law. Where? Where did I break the law? And this, people talking about, oh, there's a recording. He's organized. Yeah, it just, what, you can put things in whatever misconstrued context you want. But I'll tell you the one thing I love about what happened on Sunday. Everybody was filming. So the truth can't hide at all in this situation. We have a call. Good afternoon, caller. Good afternoon, Teresa Raya. Hi. Good afternoon. Um, good afternoon, Christopher. I just want to say that I am happy that you are back. Thank you. And that I am a big fan of your work. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> Thank also, you, Also, I just want to say that you are the only one which was arrested in the motorcade. And to me, that seems like an offense. Because if they arrested, they should have arrested everyone. Also the Prime Minister, because as he was campaigning, he was breaking laws as well. I agree with you completely, Carla. I agree with you completely. Thank you. Now, that's one of the other issues that I think Claudius as well brought up, Claudius Francis, on his show last evening on why you were the only person arrested. And that's one of the issues that many people have, um, that they've expressed. And that for me too, because I, I was looking at it and I was surprised to see how that can actually happen. A man can lose his freedom because somebody feels he can. Um, but let's take a listen now. Take a hold on the calls and take a listen now to with uh, Claudius Francis asking some really pertinent questions. So let's go to see what section 13A says. Um, 13A. Offense to take part in an unauthorized march or exhibition. A person commits an offense who takes part in any public march or exhibition, knowing that a permit under this act 
has not been obtained or knowing that the terms of the permit under this part were being contraband. Now, to my mind, that's where the police are going to have a problem. Because when Christopher was confronted and he asked why he was being arrested, he was told that on suspicion of being an organizer of the match. But 13A speaks to a person who takes part. Now there were like thousands of people taking part in that match. Why then did you single out Christopher if you were going to charge him on the 13A? If, as they said, on the scene that he was being detained on suspicion of being an organizer, that's a different thing. They would, the burden of proving he was an organizer would still be on the police. But when you charge him on the 13A, when he is merely one of thousands, it opens the police to charges of favoritism and bias. That's the issue. That's the problem. He's not charged as an organizer. He's charged as being part. Every person who was on the motorcade, every person who lined the streets from Jeremy Street all the way to Lakai and Denry was part of the march. Why then was Christopher the person arrested? So we have Mr. Francis there asking some really pertinent questions have to be asked. Christopher, how do you feel about what he has just said and how do you feel being the one singled out among thousands? People are going to look to me. The same thing will happen to you, the same thing happens to Rick Wayne, or the same thing happens to Philip Pierre, it will happen to Alan Shastney. If you are a public figure, when people need information, they come to you, and you can decide whether you're going to say, I know nothing, or if you are, somebody tells you something, you can tell them what you heard. I mean, people gravitate. You were there with me, and we have it on tape. The police came. They went to, in the morning, they went to the guy who was in, or seemed to be in charge of the sound system. And they were looking for those that they felt were high profile in the whole thing. And they even gave us guidelines. And I'd like to thank all of the rank and file police officers from top to bottom, those who were in the custody suites, to those who were on the road, who came and spoke with us, told us what was allowed and what was not allowed. 
And that there was brilliant and instructive. Because none of us were trying to break the law. We were trying to work within the parameters. Maybe people could say there was sophistry or some strategy to it. But nobody wanted to get anybody in trouble. And the police were working with us. For example, I noted the police were telling the guy who had the sound system, who... Like I said, I met there. I didn't know he was the one doing sound. I didn't even know whether we had confirmation or whether there was going to be a sound system. But like I said, I got there early. And the police were telling him that while he was parked there, note well what I'm saying, while he was parked there, that he could not have the sound that loud. That's guidance. That's guidance. For me, same thing. I was given guidance. And I think in the spirit of solutionness, and not wanting to see people get in trouble. If I get information, some people ask me, you know, what's going on over here, what's going on over there, and I have information. I don't have a problem disseminating information. But, like I said, if, you know, it's a good thing that you, I mean, I, I've made all my screw-ups in, in public. I am an a-hole. I would like to say the full word, but I can't say it. Not a micro. Right? I can't say it, right? But, I, but the point is, I am an honest a-hole. There are things that I will do, and there are things that I won't do. Whether there's a thousand people watching me, I'll do it or not do it, and the other way around. It just is what it is. And it's like my father said, character proves itself over time. I remember in the early days of politics, people used to say, oh, Julian Hunt must declare his finances, hunt this, hunt that. And over time, people realized that my father's character was what it was. I think it's the same thing, good or bad, for Compton. It's the same thing, good or bad. For Shastney, I think it's the same thing, good or bad for me. I'm capable of many things. But I am not just going to stay there and just go and lead a whole bunch of people into illegal activity just because I want to feed my ego or because I want, I'm looking for attention. One media house asked me, they said, oh, I wanted to be arrested. Boy, I must admit, I, I said, yeah, man, I woke up in the morning. I said, boy, I want to sleep in a place that smells of shit and piss, man. That's all I, that's, that sounds like a great way to spend my night with your back breaking on a concrete floor and fellas just there and say, you know, yeah, man, that, you see the, the, the ridiculousness of some of it, you just have to let it play itself out. On Sunday, people came to you asking for guidance um, because of your popularity as well. And I saw that for my own self when we were answering people were hugging you and asking you questions. But we could also see how technology it works in, uh, in your favor in a way where we could have heard the questions being asked to both Mr. Shalry and to the arresting officer when he did arrest you. But it also um, was sort of like a double-edged sword where you was seen on people's cameras as giving information or talking to people and that is what is being used against you in this case. So how do you feel about that? I don't have a problem with any... You see, the truth of it is the truth. And you can, you can put me or take me or film me, but then you have to ask yourself questions. When did he do that? Why did he do that? Were police officers next to him when he did that? Were... Were instructions not given to him just before that? Do we have the footage of that? The chronology of events is very important because you can't accuse me of doing something at 6 o'clock if I did it at 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock. You can't tell me I did something in one context if I did it in another context. So what may be subject to interpretation for one side may be absolute fact for the other side. 
So it's a legal process. I know I can't speak about the specifics, but all I can say is that I am going to pursue justice. And whereas I'm not, it sucks that you cannot hold a particular people accountable and it's the state. The precedent has to be set, so I have no choice but to go the legal route to make sure, like I said, that this never happens to anyone else. Oh, and by the way, folks, I, I printed a bunch of Revolution T-shirts, and it looks like I have to now sell them because, <laughs> because I have to raise my legal fees and everything else. So, yes, folks, you can always call me, 519-1818. You can get your Revolution T-shirts, $20.00. All sizes, baby tees, extra large, large everything. Why? Because that is now my legal distress fund. <laughs> <laughs> we seem to have a call. Good afternoon, caller. Hi, Trisha. Hi. Thanks, thanks for doing such a good job. Thank you. Neat job. I'm proud of you, my girl. Thank you. Christopher, I'm so proud and happy of, of, with you. I'm proud because the way you keep in yourself and you always speak the truth. That's the problem. And the truth always offends, and we know that. What happened there, at least you could have seen that is coming from a long run. Because from the time there was the way, what I saw in, in um, Castries, I realized something fishy was about that, okay? On the other hand, we have to understand, mostly all the top cops that run the St. Lucia Royal Police Force, that's what they call it, all of them support the government. And they don't work according to the law of the country. They work on what the prime minister tell them. They're under directive. They don't have no, no. Everything they are yes, no man. That's what they have to do. Yes, they realize what they are doing is wrong, but they still have to do it because they have to look behind their back. They don't work for St. Lucians. They work for the prime minister. And that is what is happening now. That's what but has to I change. I am telling St. Lucians, we have to stand up. We have to show solidarity for each and every one of St. Lucians concerning you and Yadi and Jain and all the rest that is putting everything into light. Because there is so many things we was not hearing about and a lot of people did not know. You understand? But thank God some of the shows are in Creole and people will see exactly how that government run that country. And what happened that Christopher, the people make up their mind and then other people make their mind. They knew that. And you know what happened? I don't want to take the whole afternoon. I'm calling from Canaries. Canaries people is proud of you. You Thank have you. seen that. And when they was coming down here, we see we had get we had get to know from the time they had you from Belvide. You understand? We get to know that on WhatsApp already. So the people, um, Rowan and all that, was waiting for them in the forward. Right. When they come, they had another friend coming down. So they blocked by me. They blocked there. So one vehicle going down, one coming up. They can't come. Then the canaries, Rowan was at the head, and they said, free Christopher. So they had to turn back with you. Yes, I... Now, if they had another set of people in Sufred to do that, I don't know what they would do with you. If they would take you to the sea. <laughs> they, would, they, would, they would take me to the sea, probably. I don't know where they, where they would go with you. You understand? We have to stand up with one another. Because if people were strong enough, you see, you would never sleep in that cell. Because if they have to arrest one person they would have to arrest about 10,000 people or more. You understand? Because if it was not a protest, people was, you know who caused the crowd? The police caused the crowd. Yes. They are the ones that caused people to crowd it like that. Because if they had let the voter court go, you would even know if they had a crowd. Because everybody was in their vehicle. Yes. You understand? But, they come with guns. But they come with army. And then everybody was unarmed. But Carla, Nobody I will had tell any you, weapon. So I why they were doing that? 
they're jumping mil- they, 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 um, dressing military outfits, out, outfits. Why? Why our country comes to that? Where we head at? Let me tell you something. It's up to St. Lucian because some St. Lucians on election day, $200 fool them, $300 fool them. I hope they know what I hope they look for their children and their grandchildren because we have a debt to pay. My great grand have a debt to pay already. Have a blessed day and continue the good work. God is with you. Thank you, Paul. And I want to say a special thank you to the folks in canneries, particularly Belvedere. I know you all have suffered a lot of discrimination, a lot of the nice workers, particularly the home health care nurses that were CVQ certified. And when we came up and I was in the back of the SSU vehicle, um, and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm people with machine guns around me. And don't get me wrong, they treated me well, and these are human beings doing the job, many of them not happy about what they're doing, but they, they have to follow their orders. And they got to canneries, and they, they realized that they could not get through, and they turned back around. It made for a much longer drive, but it's, to be honest with you, it's, a, it's such an epic moment for me in my life to see St. Lucians, the same St. Lucians that we always said could not rise. We are standing up. Places like canneries that people always talk about being the forgotten village, they stood up, they stood up, not just for me, but for all St. Lucians. And it's great to see that St. Lucians are starting to care about each other again. And if there's one thing I will give Alan Chastney, he's definitely uniting the country, albeit to get his ass out, but he's definitely uniting the country. He and Guy Joseph are doing a bang-up job. Did you expect the numbers at the drive on Sunday? Did you expect the numbers? No. My hope was that we would have gotten, that there would have been 40 or so vehicles of people. Because, like I said, I'm not the organizer, so I can't know. I can't read the mood of the people. But that's the part that I find so stupid. Here I am, I'm seeing you filming Richard Frederick in a vehicle with the, pol- with the assistant police commissioner. You are seeing me filming the same vehicle from another angle. And right behind my back, I just see a set of vehicles line up. And I start hearing toot, toot, toot from by the market, going right up to the cathedral. And then they, they are off. They were off. That was the, if, you, if it was a coordinated motorcade, it was coordinated by an almighty force because honestly, the people were doing their own thing. St. Lucia just was on a move. And, and I, I, it's the most organic, genuine protest I have ever seen, however it took its form. We seem to have a call. Good afternoon, caller. Hi, good afternoon, Trisha. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon, Good afternoon. I'm fine, thank you. Um, I just want to say, Christopher, I know that you are doing a good job, and all of St. Lucians have seen, we have bear witness to that, because it's not now they're looking for that opportunity to put you in prison or, or to make you pay for something, because they, as, as we Lucians are listening to you and watching your show, they have been doing the same thing, and they realize that the truth is coming out, and we Lucians are standing up for our rights and then that we are the ones who want to go forward to claim our our, our rights you understand mm-hmm. but with you bringing out all the points showing all the clips and showing us what is happening because a lot of us we don't know so they wanted to penalize you they were looking for the opportunity and that was the opportunity for them you understand the truth the truth people cannot stand the truth they don't like to hear the truth. You rather tell them a lie and they'll tell you, yes, it's good. Shasne will give 
some lotions shit to it and they'll say it's chocolate yes it tastes like chocolate you understand they can never face the truth but i am telling you christ came down to save us and they did him more than that so this is an example for you just stick to the truth that might not be the only thing that might happen to you but don't let them break you down never let them break you down because that's what they want to do but we are standing with you you understand we are always there with you thank you we might not have the opportunity probably to do that again maybe soon because they are trying to break us but as long as we stand together i am telling you you are doing a good job and continue doing it and god is with you because god is for truth and justice and this is what you're trying to bring to St. Lucian. Because they have been taking advantage of us for too long. And we have been too quiet. we eating our rage. We're suffering inside. But people do not want to take the step forward. But as this happened there, the world has seen it. And the world has realized how things are going on in St. Lucia. It doesn't the party in power said. Just like yesterday. This woman called um, Trisha, and I was so pissed off. But Trisha was very calm. You understand? Because <laughs> why should you get upset with her? Because she will insist on saying what she had to say. She wanted Trisha to hear what she had to say, but it really did not make any sense. Because they asking her questions, and then she don't answer the questions. She always says, "The prime minister is for us. We are like his children." If your <laughs> prime minister tell you, "Look, jump down the the the, the cliff," you will do it. And he will not do it himself. So he's do as I say, don't do as I do. This government is so unfair to the people of this country. And I think it's about time that stopped. And people like you, once you all are there and letting us see the light, showing us what is happening, because a lot of us are ignorant, we don't know. With you all there and showing us, that gives us the strength to get up and to do something for ourselves, to defend ourselves, defend our country and our children that are coming. So just take heart, be strong. We are there with you. We're supporting you. Don't let them break you. Never let them feel that they have broken you down. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. You Thank you, caller. Thanks a lot for that. And I do know that that caller, I know, got a lot of responses and reactions because there, there were issues with what she was saying. For me, when she said the prime minister had to go to Olio and it doesn't matter that he was wearing yellow, but he had to go and help the people and, you know, that sort of thing. And when we know he went there campaigning, it was a political thing. It doesn't matter for her. It didn't matter that he didn't have a mask because the law is for us. And then the prime minister is above the law because he's working for us. And I think she had it the other way around. But for me also, because I am a reporter, I like hearing people's stories. And I think we do have to give a listening ear to people who have different views from ours because I think just as you were, you were pissed, and a lot of people had these reactions that we have to listen to what people have to say. Good afternoon, caller. Good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon to you and to Christopher. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, what I believe this government is trying to do is to instill fear. Instill fear in the people that bring us the news. Instill fear in the people that anti me. But what they have to realize now after what happened Sunday 
is that St. Lucians are no longer afraid of Shaftesbury or Guy or anyone under his administration. Not even the police he put in line. We are going to stand up strong for ourselves. We are going to stand up for our children. We are going to stand up for our grandchildren. Because what he is doing in our small country is not fair. And we will not stand up for it. And he has to go. He can jump high. He can jump low. He, he can to. try to stop us. But anytime he tries to stop again, we will all line up by custody suits. Pack up the street by custody suites. And stand together as one. Whether we labor, whether we flubble, or we in between. Because it's not about party anymore. It is, because, it is the injustice that he's pushing down our throats and make wanting us to swallow. We are not going to swallow it and we're not going to allow him to choke us. We are not going to allow his administration to choke us. We are going to stand up and fight for our rights. We are a small island. We, our people, we love each other regardless to what color, whether it's red, whether it's yellow, green, whatever the color is. But right now Shasni has to be he has to go because he's not doing what he's supposed to do for the country. He's not doing what he's supposed to do for our children. Watch our education system. We're under this administration. Our children are suffering. We are suffering. He's not t feeding us any good information. He's not feeding us anything that we can move forward with. He's trying to, to, to you know, stunt our growth. And we need to grow. We cannot allow him to feed us the garbage he has been feeding us. And for us to just sit back, relax, and say, Shasni, oh, give him another chance. Mm -hmm. Give him um, some more time. He has had enough time, and the time he took, he has done nothing, nothing positive with it, in my view. And in a lot of people's view, that is why that match on Sunday was so... It, 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 it scared them, I believe. I believe it scared them, and they, should, and they, they figured, you know they should be scared. Yes. And and they figure, you know what? Let's try and let's try and bring that back on them. But it bounced back right on them. And I'm happy with what he's doing, you know. Because everything he's doing right now bouncing back in his face. Very this true. is my contribution. Hold tight, we're behind you. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. Um, she made a point about instilling fear. Do you uh, do you have any fear? Not for yourself, but since being now in custody suites, fear for your family, for your daughter, anything like that? Because we see now that there, there is no line that these people, that the administration, it seems, they're not willing to cross. Well, for my father always said that we are conditioned foot soldiers in this. I was growing up, I would be afraid for my father and my mother. And we've always been tight on that. Even, to be honest, it's nothing new to my family. My father is a general in the army of the opposition. And um, when it comes, my concern between my daughter and the child that I'm a guardian for obviously is real. And all I can say is I am calm, I'm cool, I can take any amount of abuse because I already seen what's going to happen. Y'all must go. It's not a negotiable thing anymore. It's, not, it's just a matter of how you go or how fast you go, but y'all must go. But if it comes in terms of my daughter or anything like that, y'all... You don't even want to see the nuclear illusion that I'll become if anything, even if anybody even thinks in that direction. I, I'm telling you, you, that's when you'll see a next universal soldier. Sorry to say.
We have a call. Good afternoon. Okay. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi. Um, I have a few lines. To can you speak up a little bit, caller? I can barely hear okay. you. Okay. I have a few words to say to you, Christopher. Mm -hmm. You may write. You may write Christopher down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trot Christopher in the very dirt, but still, like dust, Christopher rise. Wow. Did you want to see Christopher broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soul food cries? Christopher, still you rise. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much, Carla. You're going to make me start breaking down in here. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> we have no, none of the things to help Christopher as he, you know, tears up. But that is a beautiful, beautiful poem by Maya Angelou. And you're right, it's very fitting. Now, I figure that the administration and, you know, the staff members over in the office and in the party uh, organization, they're scrambling now trying to figure out how to come, come back from this. Is there a, a, any coming back from what the administration has done so far? You see, again, the part of do as I say, not do as I do. Shasne took the time to chide people, tell them don't be selfish, obey the laws, don't break the laws, think of your fellow countrymen, think of the family member you love the most, and then he goes out and breaks the law. I'm curious as to how he intends to continue to do what he's doing with impunity while the rest of us have to stay. How do you go into other restaurants and open them while others stay closed? How is this willful political discrimination going to play itself out further? But I also want to point out to this present government, while you all are busy searching for people to see if they are having illegal protests, there is only one political person who has led an illegal protest, led an illegal protest in recent history. And it's not a Labour Party person at all. Uh, I hope we can show you that. We have a caller. Hi, caller. Hi, good afternoon. I have a contribution. Go, Go ahead. I would like to say to Christopher and to you, Treasure, I really I admire and respect both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Christopher, I'm the person, I got so anxious, I sent you a message. And even now I'm worried that I sent you that message. I sent you a message telling you that, um, asking you if Richard is arrested because I got anxious. I saw a message on Facebook that Richard was arrested. So I got worried. I'm like, oh my God, who's going to lead us out of there? Who's going to tell us just get into our vehicles and go? So you are correct. Um, Christopher, when you said that this rally was led by divine intervention. Because so. when there was nobody to lead, we, I got worried, and I know a lot of people got worried. We just moved, and you saw the results. Yep. Um, somebody was watching it um, from their house, and she told me she was trying to count, and she counted at least 400 vehicles. That's her trying to count. Well, I, wouldn't, so I'm suggesting I wouldn't doubt the, the next numbers. Time. Pardon? I wouldn't doubt the numbers because we were trying to film around ancillary and canneries and the lines of vehicles were twisting around the hills 
and we couldn't keep count ourselves. So when I say 80 to 100 that were just in front when I was trying to follow, and I think the police added to that by all of these um, systemic impediments or roadblocks that they put, it just made it bigger and bigger and bigger. And bigger. It, the, imagine the rally was so big that so many vehicles had gone ahead, and I learned later that almost a hundred vehicles went into Dairy Two, and we didn't go into Dairy Two, and we were in the front, and we didn't go into Dairy Two. See, if a hundred and something went into Dairy Two, and when I look back, when I saw the number of vehicles behind us, I I know we must have had, like the lady said, between four three to three hundred to four hundred vehicles. It's, it, is, it was heartwarming, and I know people will say it's a political thing, but when you know the cause is just, I must admit it was really empowering to see St. Lucians standing up for themselves and each other. And like I said, while Richard Frederick, I, when Richard Frederick was getting into the vehicle or being taken off or walking off with the assistant police commissioner, I was, I was nowhere in earshot. Somebody came and they told me, hey, look, I think they might be arresting Richard Frederick. So I ran. And when I saw him getting into the vehicle, he didn't have a chance to speak with me. I started filming that. And while I was filming that, I just started hearing beep, 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 beep behind me. And I just saw a whole bunch of buses and cars. And I saw people in red, in yellow, in blue, green, no color, all colors, all the way up to the cathedral. And people just started to move. That's correct. Yeah. And I'm saying when those people started to move, there were a lot of vehicles waiting get a whole, whole hospital, mm-hmm. VH, on the Millennium Highway. There were a lot of vehicles waiting. So as soon as we saw the first sign of a, a vehicle that was in the rally, we moved. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it was, it, you are correct, it was led by divine intervention. Solutions carry led. each other. Yes. And I'm telling you, Christopher, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. One day you'll get vindicated. <laughs> Thank you, Carla. I hope so. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do you think you need vindication at this point? I think truth has a way of proving itself over time. Um, I'm good for better or for worse. I've been consistent. And like I said, the the, the amount of coverage, I thought you were the only one that got videos. (laughs) Um, GVD TV, Vitus, Peter got stuff. Then you had people with their cell phones. That is such a game changer. It's like with Black Lives Matter. So many injustices that were done to African Americans, but now that they can at least capture it on camera, that is making a difference. For what happened, think about if you were not there to film me when I was being arrested, what all the UWP hacks like Minerva, Dinesh Das, Jackass, um, Aswani, whatever, these people, Nobas and um, the Bofest man and all of them would be saying now, Christopher Hunt, he'll probably have you on tonight. Yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) I'll wait to see what they say if they want to say anything. But again, folks, the precedent that is being set there, if we do not stamp it out and make sure it can never happen again, it can, it can, then it can continue, and then different parties can target people left, right, and center. This is unacceptable. There have been a lot of things that have been unacceptable with this government for a long time. But like I said, better late than, number, than never, we are standing up, and, it's, and you can feel it. Anybody that goes on the ground, whether you're in Daito, in Denry, you're in Bacadé, you could be Babono, you could be in Castries, 
you know, you feel it. Something's happening in submission. Mr. Technician, do you have the video of the unlawful protest? Uh, can we run it, please? I feel like a DJ. MP for Super Conseil Jacques Harold Danson has disputed allegations he instigated a verbal tirade with UWP leader Alan Chastney, the Minister for Social Transformation, Education Minister Dr. Robert Lewis, and Deputy Prime Minister Philip J. Pierre attended two groundbreaking ceremonies and two bridge openings on Friday in Soufre. However, Dalson says upon arrival at the main bridge, he encountered a throng of UWP supporters led by party leader Alan Chastney. He says the protesters at this fight disrupted the Greek ceremony. The minister alleges Chastney and his supporters, adorned in party colors, hurled insults at him. One supporter lit a symbolic flambeau, while others held placards aloft, denouncing the government for its handling of the controversial bridge project. Dalso questions what he alleges was Chastney's motive for mobilizing supporters for the impromptu protest. protest, who it was led by, that there were police there, there were state officials, there were government ministers, and he nor any of the people who were in that protest hurling insults at government officials, lighting an, an open flame in front of them, and protesting and jeering right in their face on the Sufra Bridge. He was never arrested, never detained, nothing ever happened to him, and he willfully showed himself to be the leader of that illegal protest. No application was ever made, none was ever given, and nothing ever happened to him. So the evidence speaks for itself. All of the UWP supporters that have been in their own world of cognitive dissonance, letting Chastney do whatever he wanted for however long, some of us have been taking notes. That's what you need to know. And now that facts are mattering again, didn't matter for three years, just ignore it and do whatever you all want. Now facts are starting to matter again. And that's the one advantage that you all cannot conquer. There have been a lot of calls, I think, from members of the media, journalists, reporters, who continue to report on what are the injustices being made by politicians and ministers. And for me, the most recent one was with Dominic Fede um, and that call with Sire. And to me personally, I thought it was just a show of corruption. I didn't, I didn't like there were no repercussions for it, really. And there are several other reports that uh, reporters have made and journalists and yourself have brought on your show, the different shows that you've had. Does it get does it get hope? There's a certain hopelessness of knowing that you could report on what you want. Nobody are going to take a jail. Nobody are going to do nothing. People have resigned themselves to that almost. Have you felt that at all? I've, I've felt it. I know there's a double standard. All you have to do is take the incidents that have happened with Shastney and just ask if the simple question: if Kenny Anthony did it, or if Philip Pierre did it, or if Alva Baptiste did it. You can even go as far as saying if. Bradley Felix did it, as opposed to Chastney or Guy Joseph. And this thing about if somebody hasn't been brought to jail, that means that they're innocent, makes no sense. Because slavery was legal at one point. Not because something hasn't been proven to be illegal, doesn't mean that it's not wrong. Right and wrong, we're supposed to have a sense of ethics. Because you cannot prove somebody's a pedophile, right? You may not put them in jail, but if you yourself have the evidence and you know, and you've heard and you believe, 
you can hold that person accountable at least in your own personal space. What uh, the, this particular iteration of the United Workers Party is defined by their superpower, shamelessness. They literally are doing their things boldface, and as long as they can come up with some full rationalization for it, they get away with it. But all of this has to come to an end now. That's why I keep saying we don't just need an, an election. We need a revolution. It's not about a change of administration. We have to put the fear of God in both parties to the point that when whoever gets and forms the next government, if it is a continuation of the UWP or the Labour Party, that they will be so afraid of the public of the people and their ability to take them out of office without having to wait for five years, that they will be forced to make changes. Chastney and them, if they want to stay in office, they need to know that they have to make radical changes right now. Personally, I think Chastney should have joined what we were doing on Sunday, and then he should have announced that he was going to resign because he had an epiphany and he finally realized how much of a jackass he is. On top of that, Guy Joseph should have followed suit. But my point in all of this is, having not if that's not going to happen, then we are the ones that not just have to make them go, but now we have to make sure that they are held accountable. And all politicians on all sides need to be afraid, I'm using the word specifically, need to be afraid of the people. Insurrection has to be a legitimate option. They cannot be governing for elites or to please this hotelier or that business person or because that police officer wife want to see him become a top cop and this, that and the other, even if he's older than this one. No, 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 no. And Freedom of Information Act and all of these other things need to be put in place. We all need to hold each other accountable. It has to be like blockchain where everybody has access to the information. Now, there have been some fears from members of the public that just what you just said with shamelessness of this administration, but you could also say coupled with what St. Lucians have been known for, selective amnesia almost. And when you put it together with the shamelessness of going back again and potentially buying votes or putting money in a t-shirt or doing what, whatever they've been accused of, doing that again, and maybe St. Lucians will forget and then things could go back um, to what we know now. Do you think that can happen? If St. Lucians, if St. Lucians right now, after all what they have experienced personally, if they can look at what has happened to their children, if they can look at what is happening to their country, to their business, to their little nail salon, whether they have to pay license to their little apartment downstairs, what has happened with regards to crime, 60 murders, if you're looking at people telling you stay at your home for state of emergency, but at the exact same time they're going out and campaigning. If you can see all of that, and then at the same time somebody can buy you a drink, give you a t-shirt, bring it to a blocko, and you'll vote for them, then St. Lucia is already finished. But I, for one, don't believe that that's going to happen. I had my doubts, but right now, our, they must go. We have a call. Good afternoon, caller. Hi, good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon. Um, I just want to say that there are people like me, we don't really take part in politics. I just want the government to know that they are the silent voters. We, the silent voters, are just sit at home, we listen, we observe determine your ethics. You determine your ethics and you will get your blows sometimes and other times it will work out in your favor. But you have to know if there is a pile of drugs in the middle of the road and nobody's there and you will not get prosecuted, do you take it and sell it? Do you give it to the police? Do you walk by? 
you have to know in your own mind and heart what you are going to do. And there's certain things that you have to know what you'll do in a certain situation. For example, my daughter knows exactly what I will do in situations if any harm is to come to her or anything like that. These are, like I said, some things are non-negotiable. I only have one Selmusha. I don't know for anybody else. I've watched somebody take it for a papi show, take it for their own personal ATM, corrupt it and screw it up, but I'll still fight for it. We have another caller. Good afternoon. Mr. Hunt, you see, I'm not a man, I'm not a man who's afraid of speaking. Mm-hmm. Okay, you see the way the country is being run by Alan Shaftney and his late administration? It's in misery. Because you run your administration for family, foreigners, and friends and expect us to be happy. Agreed. You know, a lot of the things that Mr. Shaftesley done have never impacted on the small sector of the society and except on big, big men only. You know, Mr. Shaftesley came into the street as a minister of tourism under the Kenny-led Anthony administration. No, no, no. He was under the King and administration. And he did all what any other party would have done. So if you're having a silent protest against Shastney anti-thing, Shastney should then check himself. You would think so, huh? You understand what I'm showing you? You have to check your... Now, if the is not for you, that means that you have a problem. Yes. Now, Shastney, let me tell you, Shastney is not being led by Alan Shastney's company. Huh? It is Michael... Shastney, his father, running things. Now, I still want to show you, any person who enters into office and you have business interests and then the country's interests, you're not at a leader. I agree. Let us look at, for example, Colony House. How many of that is housed by under the same company? You're talking about Mikunov. My majority of projects given is Gail. So how can we move in this country, guy? Conflict of interest. No, no, we have to look at it how it is, brother. We have to look at it at a straight point to him. I agree with you, caller. Look at fruits we are spoiling in this country. And they say they can't do nothing. But Mr. Hunt, I would like to go on and on, but things is really set up and in a mess in this country, and right now so it's have to check themselves. We'll set, we'll, we'll set it straight. People are standing <laughs> yes, up. Man. People are standing up. The day of reckoning will come. Thank you very much, Paul. Uh, as we're closing up now, I think we've come to almost our time. <laughs> but um, any final words, any, anything to say to the public, or just anything you want to get off your chest at this point? Well, I want to get the guess off my chest, but I'll get to that another time. We will get back to, um, I'll be doing the revolution as of tomorrow. I would just like to caution, not caution, let people know. Do not allow ourselves, we cannot allow ourselves to be divided. 
You may see nurses and teachers and firefighters and fishermen and farmers, people in the north and the south who are Syrian, who is black, who is white, who is Indian. Everybody is taking a plot under this government. UWPs and labor all taking a plot under, under this government. But I will tell you, do not think that the police are our enemy. They are not. They are together with us. Let's take a final caller. Good afternoon. Hello? Hi, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I would like to speak to Christopher. Hey, what's up, man? Christopher, this is about KKRR. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not getting into all the politics and all the, all the semantics and all this crazy thing going on. Understood. But, just quick, a few quick questions, and that's how people have to do things. You need to dissect it with everything individually. So, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Weren't you told not to go on this match when they told Richard to leave? Did he not tell you not to go? No. I was not there. decided on your own. Hold on, hold on. I was not near when whatever, because I've heard that, whatever discussions that Richard was having with the um, assistant police commissioner, I was, at, I was like closer to um, the, the market and he was closer to Bido Park. Because when he went into the vehicle, I literally ran to go and film him. Okay, so next question. Mm -hmm. You are very smart. Don't you know about that amendment in 2016 where they amended the 2014 where they said you must get a permit? Were you not aware of that? I was not an organizer. And because I was not an organizer, I was never involved in the permits. And Trisha is here. She can also attest what we knew because i as you saw i promoted it was that as far as we were told by people who we believe were organizers that not only permission was granted for it but also permission was granted for the truck the music truck as well and that is why even the music truck came there and the evidence bears that out okay wait i'm not saying no no. I'm not going to interrogate you right now because I know certain things. No, it's you okay. It's okay. I mean... But well, what, I'm, what I'm about to tell you right now, mm -hmm. if what you say is true, can we not conclude that Richard deceived you? I cannot... Okay, first of all, I have not spoken to Richard, right? And if people are deceived, then it's, it's literally thousands of people. But I also heard... I have, I, don't forget, I was incarcerated... So I, can, I heard that he did make a statement saying that he had not received permission. I have not seen it, right, because I got out of jail and I myself am going around um, trying to pay my bail and stuff. But he's supposed to be on, on this TV station tonight, so he can speak about those things. I, that's, but that's not, I don't think, nothing personal was done to me except for me being picked up by the powers that be. I was one of thousands of people in St. Lucia that were looking to go around the island. No, but, but I think they, 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 would have, they would have enough evidence to come and arrest you. They wouldn't just do it if they cannot back it. Because okay, so, would, if, so hold on, hold on. Things, right? you, think, you think I'm the first person that could be arrested or whatever without enough evidence? For example... Um, no, 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 no. I know, but my point is if you were arrested without evidence... Obviously, the case will be dismissed. But the, I'm back to the whole thing because all this will be shot out in court. Mm -hmm. I think you have good lawyers or whatever. But 
we, no matter what, we can try to make it sound very like you don't know what we're talking about. But it's quite obvious. Richard is one of the best attorneys on the island. And for him to let all of you get in, the police could have arrested everybody if they wanted to. Hold on, hold on, hold on, no, no, no. Call up, call up, call up. Hold on one second. The police could never have arrested everybody. St. Lucia has a police force of about 1,200 people. And no, 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 no. I'm saying they have the right. thousands I'm of saying, thousands of people. I'm not saying they could have, like mm -hmm. literally. I mean, they could choose. If you commit a crime, two of you, I can choose. That doesn't make it right. If I'm the law officer, I can choose only arrest who I want to arrest. In St. Lucia, you know, it happens all the time. That's, not, that's not true. Richard you have to choose. You have to boys. choose. You have to look at who breaks the law. Who no, broke? Of course. But there's a law. There's a law. Mm -hmm. And the person who organized it, which was Richard Frederick, your good friend, he speaks to you. Don't make us listen and feel that you're a fool right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. you imbuing certain things that are not there, right? You are saying no, that it's I am... obvious that the organizer... Was... Hold on, hold on. Listen to me carefully. I'll state it for you as best I can. I am not, nor was I ever an organizer. I promoted... I promoted on the air. Everybody can see. I make I agree. no apologies not, for I that. I agree. I agree. Okay, I now, said to you, the, I feel now, sorry for you. Now, the next... I think should not that to you. Now, the next order of business is... People are trying to tell me what I knew and when I knew it. When I have video chronological evidence of what the police told me, what the police told me subsequent to this or that or the other. For example... If I am in danger or feel that I am, um, they're looking to arrest me. I was standing up at the, what's the name of this place, the Ancillary Bridge. I was standing up less than one foot away from the same assistant police commissioner in Ancillary. I stood up right there. The footage is there. It should be on social media. So if I, if that's the case, what am I doing there filming other people? It's the same thing I said. I'm covering it. I wanted to be on Monday instead of being in jail. I wanted to be on air showing you what happened and what the vibe was. Well, you can, you can prove all that, as I said. I felt bad for you. I never think you should be arrested. But the law is the law. And if they arrest you wrongfully, they will be taken up in court. But, yeah, but I, my problem is a lawyer who knows everything about the dumb law of St. Lucia, will let you, he is your friend. He knew you could be arrested. Why did he just not tell you, don't go? And tell the, he told the people that, after, he should have not done it. He, he knew he had to get a permit. Let, let, hold on, I, hold on. First of all, first of all, telling them to go home. No, first of all, just, done. hold on a second, hold on a second, caller. Just so that it's said, yeah, Richard Frederick can speak for himself. He has his own show, and he's supposed to be on a show here tonight. That's all well and good. And I welcome you to call him and press him on all that. But I'm talking about from my perspective on where I was. I was not physically in the same space. And even Claudius made the point that if Richard did make an announcement, he should have probably been allowed to use the loudspeakers. But I'll also tell you something. As you're overseas, I don't know if you saw it in the footage, but I'm telling you something that both Richard Frederick being in the vehicle and Christopher Hunt trying to film him in the vehicle with the ACP. Tresha was also filming on the other side. I am telling you that some people mobilized, a number of people mobilized on their own, and this Richard Frederick, Christopher Hunt, nobody could stop the people from doing what they wanted to do, and that's exactly what happened. People just said, let me give you a simple scenario. Eh? 
if people pay for their own bus to come up from Ancillary or Sufre or Denry, you think you can tell them that they cannot go down and toot their horn when they're going down? But that's what happened. Wait, let me answer your question. Let me answer your question. Mm-hmm. If somebody's going to turn to do shopping, they're going to go do shopping. But if there is a dancing Sufi, you have to advertise that dance for somebody to just come and pick a dance. Mm-hmm. They do not just appear. Nobody just come on a bus and go to a match. There must be tell, there must be an announcement yeah. that there is a match. And if you know you need a permit for a match, you must uh, get the permit and then you make the announcement. So and then this is a cop up. So then no 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 personally. Listen to me and I'm gonna tell you if you saw like I saw Shasne going around with police, going and shaking people's hands, sitting down, going in ancillary, campaigning and he's using the fact that he has a state of emergency but he's breaking the same things that he's doing and then you say in sophisticated fashion note well i'm using the word sophistry that you can take a drive and other people can take a drive you know what the truth is there is nothing hold on let me let me finish my point there is nothing that stops people from taking a drive do you want to know what we were told by law enforcement in the morning? We were told the only issue was the loud music. And because we have okay. that on tape, hold on, because we have that on tape and it maybe has not matriculated out, then the other police will come and tell you a different version. But if you listen and there's even evidence of me saying it, I said the police have been very helpful to us. They explained to us what we could do and what we could not do. So, for example, I could not go on any mic because if I went on a mic, that would show so that me, I was in a leadership position. Let, you see? Let me, give you, let me give you a quick thing before I go. Mm-hmm. Let me give you something quick. What you're doing right now, and what probably, if I was in your position, is getting public opinion, which is very good. But the best thing I would have suggest you to do, uh, although I should tell you that, if I were in your place, because I like you, I would probably try to make my defense as a journalist, because you may have some other rights over there. But in the fact that you may have a right, that's what I'm just assuming. As a journalist, there may be rights that you have and other people don't have to cover this whole thing. But at the same time, that's, that's the point. But at the same time, I believe everybody know, even when Shatney went and walked, that's his problem. Shouldn't, but the police have the right to arrest who they want. Whether he breaks the law, they might be, you may be right, they might be privileged. Because remember when Shatney was walking on the 16th, that same night, SLP had a parade, had a, a, a little thing in Dupont, and, and it was videotaped live. So I'm just saying, we, we, it doesn't matter what Shasta's do. It, it's double Sunday. I agree with that. Okay. The law has nothing to do with you or Shasta. The law should be strict, but the police have the right to ask who you want. And way before Shasta, way before Kenny, the policemen, they choose who to arrest, who to arrest. So the law is the law. When they arrest you, you have to get your defense. Never use a defense of somebody else did it. You should be smarter than that. Not some, but Listen to what me. Richard did, Listen to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was not using, I was not using as a defense. I pointed out the double standard, and I'm also telling you that the police were telling us one thing which we have recorded, and then what they told us changed. 
And when Richard was saying whatever he was saying to clarify or to disperse the crowd or to tell people, I am telling you that I was not in earshot. And when he went over to, when he was getting in the vehicle, some guy, I don't remember who he was properly, the guy ran to me and said, hey, 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 guys, I look there arresting Richard. And then I ran because I was talking to people, people pulling me in all different directions to talk to me. Right, because just like other people, I understand people can construe me. I also saw the footage where, where you, I saw a footage where the police, Richard Frederick, the police walked away by the market, I think, and you came and talked to Richard Frederick. Richard I, Frederick, at this point, he should have told you, Christopher, it's not a good idea, you could be arrested. He, I'm, I'm still on your side. How okay, you, I, but you see, you. again, I'm, but hold on, you see the problem that you have in is, you take in these things, but there's a chronology of events. Something may have happened at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, but you might be putting things in different times, uh, timelines. For example, well, true, for, example for example, I am going to tell you, listen to me carefully, I'm going to tell you, listen to me carefully, Richard Frederick. But one thing I want to tell you. No, 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 hold on, caller, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, caller. I'm telling you, when Richard Frederick thought or the assistant police commissioner thought that if Richard spoke to the crowd or if Richard got into the vehicle, that that would disperse the crowd. Nothing of the sort happened. When I myself thought that everything was over, nothing was going to happen, I'm telling you, I am just filming the vehicle and I just saw a side of vehicles pile up from, listen to where, from Bibido Park there all the way up to the cathedral. It was organic. But why don't you start on the, on the first stage of the chronology? Why don't you start stage one? Why did Richard organize this thing when he knows it's against the law? So That's then, number one on the chronology. So hold on. So then, so then you asked. So hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So you asked. Ask him that question. That's fine. But then the okay, other point... As I told you, I'm just calling your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. Like you, Listen to me. To yeah, I understand you, that. So, so ask him that question. And then my, my question to you is... My, not my question. My point to you is that I know that what was being suggested was a drive around the island. If you want to say that's sophistry, I can agree with you. But at the end of the day, people are looking like your prime minister, to take advantage of the state of emergency. And people are looking for ways to also get around that. And that's all that it is. It is what I'm it is. I'm not saying no. I'm, listen, I'm not, listen. I am not saying all these things. My point is, we are talking about semantics. Let's talk about the, the law, the facts. That's what we're talking about. Because even Richard said we're taking out Shaftney. That was his goal. To, to, who are distasteful and don't like Shaftney. That's what his goal was. Everybody joined who does not like Shatney. So I'm just, I don't care if you like Shatney or not. My point is, Richard Frederick, as an attorney who wrote the law, some of the laws, who implemented some of the laws, who were there when it was amended, why would he do something like that and come out like he does not know? So I will ask him the question tonight, but as you, with your public opinion, getting your public to come and support you, which I support you, I felt bad for you, but at the same time, I think that Richard should answer this question, and, he, and the answers are there already, which is quite obvious, because he has a show telling people about the law. So I'm not blasting you, and I know you don't want to fight with Richard, because he's your buddy, but he screwed you. Period. Thank you. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Carla. 
I love the way everybody's looking to this one's your buddy and that one is your friend. Right now, I would support anybody that is doing anything that I deem to be patriotic. If Shastney acts patriotically and he does something patriotic, I'm with him. Anybody at this point. But I understand the point that you're making or you're trying to make. I understand what you are conflating. But most importantly, yow, sometimes things just are what they are. And it just so happens that St. Lucians wanted to do this. And that's why it happened. Because nobody was in control or masterminding anything of it. And I've said that from the very beginning. Just, um, just yesterday I mentioned that. I was there myself. I took footage. I was trying to get some interviews. I came there as a journalist. This one is for sure. The, the term journalist can apply to me. But um, the, when, when it started, and I showed that footage too in the first segment of yesterday's show where it began, people were dancing. And the only issue in the beginning when the police came to speak to the, the guy who was uh, manning the, the, the music truck was that, you know, no loud music. And he was saying, you know, you can go there, but it's only when you get outside the city. Then it changed to, you know, you can have the, the, the drive but no loud music because it was against some, some sort of law. So as we went on, as the, the day went on, the laws changed, the problems changed until it, was, until it came to be something where you know, Richard had to... What's that? We were being worked with. We were. We yes. were being worked with. And, right? and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't Christopher Hunter was being worked with or this one or that one. And also, just to KKRR, I also want to make the point that there was time before people arrived. So, for example, Richard Frederick wasn't there at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the morning. We arrived there at about, what, 9? Yeah. Right? And so on. So that's why I tell you the chronology is important. But beyond all of that, St. Lucians, that's what I'm telling you. Do not think that the police are against us. They would, not break, they would not allow us to break the law, but they explained to us how we could do this within the framework of the law. And then when, they, when the other superior officers um, later on decided to hell with that, then whatever happened after that, like I said, was extremely organic. It just happened. People wanted it to happen, so it happened. There's no leader to patriotism in this point. There's no leader to what happened. It just happened. But is it humbling too to know that St. Lucian's, and I saw it myself, St. Lucian's didn't care about Richard Frederick. He left, he went into the vehicle, and it went on. And Christopher got arrested, and it went on too. Yeah. And, you know, so there were, really was no need for a leader. But for you personally, is that sort of humbling to know that people don't care about you, Chris? That's exact, that's the greatest thing. Because it's not about me. It's not about Richard. It is about the country. So when I got out of jail yesterday, it was the first time that I saw what happened in Viewfort and what was in effigy. Because when I was going down, the police said, oh, we cannot pass it through Viewfort town. So they went up through Larissus. And as far as I didn't know why, I didn't know what was happening in Viewfort. But I found out the next day. So it, I didn't need to be there. Richard didn't need to be there. It was what it was. St. Lucians, and I'm telling you, all those who will even make the mistake to believe it was Labour Party people. All of the Labour Party big wigs and all of their delegates and all of these people, when Marigo, just like the UWP, was in Groselay for their National Council meeting. What happened just happened because there are a number of people who feel the same. Now with the last caller, you could see many other people because now the videos are all out there. That people can form their own opinions 
based on the same videos that everybody else is seeing. And there are people home who look at the videos and say, Christopher should have done that, or should have, uh, not should have, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> different people should have been doing different things. I mean, are you ready to be misunderstood? I'll have to be misunderstood because this is in the courts now. I am very confident that what I'm saying is the truth. I think it can be corroborated because in this day and age, videos have timestamps when they are sent out, when they are recorded, phones and other devices. I think St. Lucia did an incredible job of coverage coming from the days of OJ and the Bronco chase to what I saw on Sunday in terms of coverage. I literally, in the, I'm coming out of Canary's Village and I'm, I'm being arrested. And outside of you, there's another two sets or three sets of videos of people who managed to film. That's incredible. You'd swear there were drones flying over St. Lucia 24-7. At the end of the day, the character of me, and I'm not saying I'm a great person or whatever, I'm just saying the character which you know will prove itself out and everything that you saw, that you know your common sense and your instincts told you, is what happened. And the courts can do what they want. I believe that at the end of the day, the truth will prove itself. And I think we have come to the end of the show. Thank you so much for joining me, Christopher. Yep, I hope to be back tomorrow. God spare if I am not arrested when I get out of here. I will hope to be back on The Revolution Must Continue. Well, with that, we come to the end of the show. Thank you so much for joining us on Hits FM 92.1 and 91.1 on Facebook Live and also, of course, the many people watching us on Channel 124 and Flow. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great afternoon.